More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Third hour of Clay and Buck starts right now, everybody. We have Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Latipo with us now. He's got a book out, Transcend Fear, a blueprint for mindful, blueprint for mindful leadership in public health, uh, which has been out for a couple of months. Dr. Latipo, honored to have you on, sir. Thanks for making time for us. Hey, thanks for having me on. Happy to be with you guys right before Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. And uh, one thing we are not thankful for is Dr. Anthony Fauci's leadership during the pandemic. You may have seen him uh, giving his uh, farewell speech of sorts today from the White House. What is I mean, you're a Harvard trained MD. You are the Surgeon General of the state of Florida. You've looked at the data for your state uh, of over 20 million people extensively. When Dr. Fauci says that you should be proud to mask up when you walk into places, that people should consider masking, that they should all get the vaccine, that the vaccine will keep anyone from dying, and there's a whole lot more we could say. What do you say as a medical professional? I say that I am stunned by Dr. Fauci's inability to adapt to data. You know, in his comments, he said something about how it's too bad that people aren't getting these COVID-19 vaccines or for the people who aren't. Most people have. But for the people who aren't, he hates to see them get infected. Well, then he really ought not want them to get it because, as every as is very plainly clear, their protection from infection wanes rapidly, and that he's still not acknowledging that and still playing mask, you know, charade, mask. I don't know whatever this this silly uh, masquerade is with masks is just it's a it's a testament of why he cannot leave fast enough. Dr. Latipo, appreciate you joining us. This is Clay. Dr. Fauci also said that he thinks people should test for COVID before they get together with their friends and family for Thanksgiving. It is two days until Thanksgiving. I can guarantee you that the Travis family will not be testing before we have Thanksgiving dinner. You've got, I think, two kids, maybe three. Uh, will the Latipo family, uh, you are obviously an esteemed physician, will you be doing COVID tests before you sit down for Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> 
The only thing that's going to be tested this this week is going to be uh, my patience because <laughs> our three boys are going to be running all around with you know pumps full of yummy pumpkin pie from my wife and all that good stuff. Yo, know, this it's really sad. It's just a he has a right to believe that, of course, but it's just a, a testament to how sad his vision of life is. I, I mean, you can't just enjoy the beautiful time with people you love and care about. You have to think about testing and what, maybe even masking or who knows whatever, whatever else he's suggesting before Thanksgiving. It's sad. And yeah, I feel in some ways I feel bad for him that that's how he sees Thanksgiving. I mean, it's just sad. Speaking of Florida Surgeon General Dr. Latipo, and his book is Transcend Fear, a blueprint for mindful leadership in public health. Dr. Latipo, have a lot of doctors uh, come forward? I mean, I would assume it's easier for them in Florida than it is in other places. I'm in Florida right now, uh, and said that they're going to stand against some of the madness, that, that they're not going to pretend like the establishment experts got everything right and that we should all still go into every hospital with a little cloth mask on all the time and all this stuff. I mean, have you seen a change in the mentality of a lot of your fellow physicians over, let's say, the last year or so, as we've really seen everything that we were told by the Fauci apparatus and the Biden administration just not actually happen? I mean, everything fell apart. I'm going to give you what I think might be a surprising answer, and that answer is no. And what the reason it's no is because it's not new. Most of the doctors over the past year who have opposed these policies, they haven't changed. They've known that we've done many trials of of masks, and they just have generally not been effective. They've known that the vaccines aren't doing a good job at preventing infection, but they are afraid to speak because of the repercussions. And that's, that's really the issue. That's what's behind it. And there are consequences and it's, it's a very real thing. You've got boards of medicine trying to strip doctors of their license, not because of anything they did with their clinical care, but because they said the quote unquote wrong thing on Facebook or Twitter. And that's the reality. That's the reality that, that physicians are living with. I'm sure you're familiar with the California law that was passed restricting, essentially threatening to punish doctors for saying the wrong things about one specific issue, which is COVID-19. So unfortunately, no, people's opinions haven't changed. Uh, but even more unfortunately, a lot of doctors who are totally opposed to what Dr. Fauci's been saying, are still afraid to speak up. Dr. Latipo, I'm sure you have seen, speaking on that fear, California has tried to pass a law, and you moved from California to the free state of Florida, if I remember correctly. California is trying to pass a law that could create consequences for medical professionals who speak out against uh, whatever the uh, the preferred science is at the moment. I'm just curious in general. You probably remember when Fauci said, I am the science. Isn't science about questioning everything? How quickly have we forgotten that that's the primary goal of scientists is to rigorously question everything, lest you believe things that are untrue? And how scary is it that we're trying to pass laws now to essentially keep medical professionals from ever questioning the consensus opinion? Well, it's terrible. It's terrible. And that is exactly, I mean, that is at the core of science is, is asking questions and 
debating and bringing evidence and seeing how things shake out, being curious. That is the those are core tenets of of science and of they're things that motivated people like me and many other people to pursue science. And unfortunately, what's happening in California is they're trying to rewrite reality to match their dystopian fantasy. And that's essentially what's happening, and hopefully people will just realize that it's total nonsense that they're doing there. Speaking of Dr. Joseph Latipo, Surgeon General of the state of Florida, Dr. Latipo, if, if somebody was willing to, let's say somebody out there thinks, you know, wearing two masks, because Fauci says two masks are great, it's going to keep them safe, but they're at least willing to look at what data you have access to, say, when it came to mask mandates in schools. We're two years into this. What could you point them to? What could you tell them about the real numbers that you saw in Florida during now two full years uh, of data collection when it came to schools that required masks versus schools that did not? The Florida data has definitely been supportive of just the, the fact that in schools, these masks are doing basically nothing. And there are other studies. There's a doctor in California, Dr. Tracy Hogg, that's done a ton of research on masks. She's debunked one of the CDC studies where the CDC reported that the masks were effective when they compared a couple school districts. But then you, she looked and found that basically, actually, if you look further, it, they were only, it only looked that way because of the specific period of time that the CDC looked. Why did they look during that time only? Who knows? It's not that they were trying to put their finger on the scale, is it? So it, it's really nonsense. The air goes around, guys. If you're in a room, whether you wear the mask or not, the air is coming out. And there's even a randomized clinical trial that shows harms, believe it or not, harms associated with cloth masks in healthcare workers. So it's it's just it's just a total barrel of nonsense, just complete nonsense, this mask obsession, and it cannot die soon enough. But unfortunately, many of my colleagues are trying to revive it this this winter. Yeah, and so that's the question that Buck and I have been asking. How does this end? And and that's the question we would ask Fauci if he would ever come on with us. You're saying, hey, this uh, this holiday season, I believe this is now the third Thanksgiving we've had basically since COVID started, if I'm doing the math correctly. Uh, Fauci saying you still need to take a COVID test. You should still be wearing masks. If you're doing this in year three of COVID, how does it ever end? Will it ever end? And are you concerned, I think you are, just based on the way that you answered that question, Dr. Latipo, that we can't just live and let live because the people who are still wearing masks, if they could, would demand that all of us wear masks, including two- and three-year-olds, the minute that they have the power to do so? Well, you are you are dead on there. There's no question about that. And I think people, first of all, I think people just need to really be acquainted, comfortable with the scientific data from clinical trials. These, these, uh, these advocates always point to these observational studies of the CDC quotes, but clinical trials are really the gold standard. And these masks, masks have done terrible almost in all of these clinical trials. So people need to feel comfortable, first of all, that they really, on a scientific basis, they're doing little to nothing. And then the second part is just 
deciding that you're not going to participate in these charades. And that's what needs to happen. And I think if enough of us do that, they'll keep, they'll stop trying to work their, weasel their way back in with their mask recommendations, which later become strong recommendations, which later become mandates and, and all the nonsense that we've seen over the past two years. Florida Surgeon General Dr. Latipo, his book, Transcend Fear, a blueprint, a blueprint for mindful leadership in public health. Dr. Latipo, thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. You too, no doubt. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, and thank goodness that if you live in Florida, you're still going to have some freedom. But think about how crazy this is. There is no end to this COVID insanity, which is why Buck and I continue to hammer it here, because they're coming for you. They're coming for you with masks. They're coming for you with the vaccine mandates. As soon as these things come up again, in terms of cases, they are going to chase you, and they are going to demand that you submit. We know this, and it's starting to happen already. Uh, I want to tell you about our friends at MyPillow. They have built an incredible company. Mike Lindell and his team are thankful for your unwavering support and all of your purchases this year. And They've got a great offer for you as we come up on the Black Friday sales event. They've got a six-piece towel set made with USA cotton, extremely absorbent, yet still providing the soft feel you look for in a towel. Set will come with two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically at retails for $89.98, but for a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of $39.98 with the promo code Clay and Buck. That's over 50% off in savings. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and for the holiday season, they're even extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and Christmas Day will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st of 2023. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special so you can get this incredible offer. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. Make an appointment with the truth. Tune in every day to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, Buck, I know you watched the uh, U.S. soccer game with your brothers, um, and the U.S. managed to choke away what should have been a win. You were a soccer coach in high school back in the day. What did you think of the penalty kick give up and the tie? I would have had very harsh words for the defender who, for no good reason, fouled Gareth Bale in the box from behind when he would have had to make a turn. The whole it was, look, you know, you nerves are a real thing at that level, even for the the top pros. And it looks like the guy just kind of freaked out a little bit. It can happen, um, you know. It is what it is. But this is why I can't get too excited about U.S. soccer, U.S. men's soccer, Clay. Because they always just break my heart, man. They always just break my heart. Are they even going to make it out of the group? No. Does our audience care? 5%, maybe. So I think a huge percentage of our audience on Friday will be watching the USA against England. Because I think, think everybody's so? going to be home. Oh, yeah. I think a huge percentage. Oh, on Friday. Yeah, because it's the day, Friday, after it's day after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. So you can let us know if you're actually watching or if you think I'm crazy that a lot of you will be watching. Um, but this ties in. But can, you know so, can I just wait real quick? Yeah. Wales? I mean, are we going to lose to or tie the island of like Palau or, you know, are we Liechtenstein's got a kind of nasty front line. They're going to take us out. I'm sorry. It's Wales. No one even thinks it's a country. It's true. All everything that he just said. And I hope we don't have a monster listenership right now in Wales. that's just losing their mind overseas. They've been all in on everything we've said up till now. And now they're just done with us. This ties in. I'm going to be up at. The big game, as they call it, uh, and it should be pretty fantastic. Michigan against Ohio State, part of the big noon Fox kickoff show uh, in Columbus, Ohio. We are number one, I believe, in Columbus, Ohio. So I imagine a lot of Buckeye fans uh, will be there as well as Michigan Wolverines. But I saw this. This literally has come out since we started the show, I believe. The NHL official Twitter account. National Hockey League, for those of you out there that are not big uh, sports fans tweeted a couple of hours ago, trans women are women, trans men are men, non-binary identity is real. Now, whatever you think about this, I would just point out that men can't get pregnant and you are born with a penis or a vagina, and that is your actual gender. I would just point all this out as biological reality. How is it that the NHL Twitter account has decided that they need to weigh in on trans-related issues. And I'm now in a a battle out there in the world over, and this has been going on for years, but I, I can't believe that anyone with a functional brain buck would argue that a man 
should be able to compete against a woman in women's sports just because the man decided that he now identifies as a woman. I mean, this the, is the only the only way this crazy. happens. There's there's some true believers for whom the the wiring of their brains is just they're they're so um, flooded with the propaganda of the left and they're so desperate for acceptance by the leftist Marxist elites that you know they actually believe this claim. But I, I mean, the vast majority of the people who go. I mean, the ones who go along with this. I mean, our audience is sitting here saying, yeah, that's crazy. But the people who go along with this, uh, it's just cowardice. They, they just they don't want to be called the bigot. They don't want to be told that they're anti-trans and, and all the rest of it. And so there, so there are just some of us. It falls upon some of us to stand up and say, no, reality is a thing. There, there are still some things that are true, no matter how much it may hurt some people's feelings or how much it doesn't let them self-actualize or whatever. There are things that are true, and we refuse to let people tell us they're not true just because they really, really believe them. I think there's also, if you're a sports fan at all, and if you have kids and you've ever participated in youth sports, the idea of men and women being equal in sports is so absurdly ridiculous. Men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. You have weight classes in boxing. You have age limits in Little League, right? Like, I've coached Little League Baseball. If I got to play with an 18-year-old, our team would be badass. The kid would hit a home run every time he came up if he was any good at all. But that's not allowed. And if you tried to do that, parents would revolt. What's happening is, overwhelmingly, if you have daughters, and you need to hear this because it's happening, at some point over the next 5 to 10 years, if you are raising young girls... There is going to be someone who identifies as a girl that is biologically male that is going to play in their district, in their school, in their state, and it is going to fundamentally alter fair play because men and men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. And the fact that this isn't allowed to be said is, I think, a testament to what an absurdly up down world, upside down world we live in. And it gets me so fired up every time it happens, Buck. But the NHL putting this out there is frankly indefensible. If you're running a business that ships a lot of packages at this time of year, do yourself a favor and get set up with Stamps.com. It truly is your one-stop shop for every last shipping and mailing need you're going to have this holiday season. For a couple of decades now, Stamps.com has been helping more than a million businesses. You get access to both USPS and UPS services to help get every last package shipped safely and on time. You're no longer at the post office waiting in line. You're able to schedule UPS pickups at your business location as often as you need. And you get the benefit of the Stamps.com shipping rates, which may well be up to 85% off. This holiday season, trade those late nights for silent nights, relaxing ones. Get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code CLAYANDBUCK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code CLAYANDBUCK. Get hooked up. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We mentioned at the top of the show that there was a veteran, Richard Fierro, who was able to help tackle and subdue the mass murder and shooter at the Q nightclub over the weekend. We actually have him explaining how he was able to, in Colorado Springs, tackle this shooter and in doing so likely save uh, save lives. There were f- five lives lost, but it could have been, as we know, many more based on how many people were there and 
um, the the situation, the circumstances they were playing out. But there were uh, a couple of heroes on the scene who stepped up and neutralized the threat. Here is Army veteran Richard Fierro explaining how he did what he did and how he stepped up to save lives. Play clip one. I saw the ACU pattern uh, flag fest. And for me, that was like, there's a handle. I'm getting it. So I ran across the room, grabbed the handle, pulled him down, and then started to, uh, well, actually, I think I went for his gun with him. His rifle flew in front of him. And the young man that tried to jump in there with me, he, he, we both either pulled him down or whatever, but he ended up at his head and right next to the AR. And then with the AR, he, we, I told him, push the AR, get the AR away from him. The kid pushed the AR. I, I don't know what his name was. And then I proceeded to take his other weapon, the pistol, and then just start hitting him at where I could, but the armor's in the way. And I just started, I found a crease in his, between his, his armor and his head, and I just started wailing away. In, this, in doing so, Clay, this guy, this guy saved lives, stopped a mass shooting in progress by grabbing the body armor of the shooter, dragging him to the ground, and finding a place where he could pummel him with his bare hands. Good for him. And, and I applaud and believe we should give attention to all of the heroes who stop any sort of crimes like these. Is it just me, Buck, or does it feel like this guy, this shooter's name, is being used in the media much less? The reason why I bring that up is the data reflects that mo- many mass shooters are motivated by the fame and notoriety that they get in media coverage. You usually get front-page profiles on their whole family, and it feels to me like maybe the light bulb moment is going off and there's less attention now, although maybe I'm going to end up being wrong, but less attention in terms of the name and the notoriety being given to these guys because that, to me, is the one thing that those of us with big platforms can work on. We try to do that on the show, not publicize and make famous the shooters unless... There's somebody that the authorities are looking for. Hey, this person's uh, on the run. I think that's obviously a different scenario. But in terms of a captured shooter, I don't think we should allow them to be famous. And so there's the heroes who took down the shooter yep. and saved lives in the, in the process. We just heard from one of them, Richard Fierro, their Army veteran. You know, Clay, the, the politicization of this, I, I know that it has now just become what we expect, uh, particularly from Democrats, when it fits a certain narrative, immediately it turns into this crazy person did a thing and it was awful and horrible. Therefore, because I don't like your politics on some unrelated issues, you better bend the knee and agree to do what we tell you to do or else you're the reason that this happened. I mean, it's a we talked about stochastic terrorism yesterday. Tucker mentioned it last night on his show as well, in the opening monologue. And there really is this effort to try to, you know, to emotionally bludgeon people into submission um, on things that have nothing to do with an actual act of violence like this. And, you know, you're seeing you saw this on a very different level. Obviously, people no one lost their life. I mean, Paul Pelosi is fine. But even after the Paul Pelosi uh, assault, and I know there, look, here's an outstanding question that has not been resolved about that. And people have a lot of them. But there are two different law enforcement agencies who have two different stated positions on whether Paul Pelosi answered the door himself or not. That matters. It matters from a security review perspective. It matters from a we should know all the facts 
uh, and the positioning of this perspective, the more we learned about this guy, DuPape, for example, and this just all goes to how violence, the media will even, it's not just when it fits a narrative, they will mold the narrative, they will form a narrative and then try to use it for political purposes, explicitly political purposes. DuPape was uh, a guy who said he was Jesus, like literally said he was Jesus, lived under a tree, thought he was living in a computer simulation, at one point was a 9-11 truther, um, was, 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 I think his, like, partner slash, you know, girlfriend was the nudist, but I think he oh, went he to some nudist protests. may not have been committed to the nudist industry. I'm not, or an, I'm not an expert on his <laughs> nude practices, but I'm just saying, you know, I think that she was more of the, but I mean, he probably got, did some nudity. Yeah, he's an illegal alien nudist uh, lunatic who thought he was Jesus, lived under a tree, thought he was living in a computer simulation. If they were being honest... What they would do is they would say these have this is all the hallmarks of somebody with extreme mental illness, likely an extreme level of schizophrenia or you know some form of of personality disorder, and this is a guy who honestly should be in a in a in a you know mental health facility, a, a criminal yes. mental health facility, but one where he's instead it's well you know he did this and PizzaGate, QAnon, Trump, it's Trump's fault and all of Trump's supporters' fault. They have to be held accountable by voters, which they said this right before the election for the violence against against Paul Pelosi. And we sit here and it's like, you know, the left actually justifies its political violence sometimes. I mean, we yes. could go back and look, you know, we sit here and say, look, what happened to Paul Pelosi is horrible. The guy's a, he's a senior citizen. He got hit with a hammer. He almost died. It's awful. Right. If that was your grandpa, my grandpa, we'd be, you know, we'd be outraged and we would want justice. And anyway. Uh, we all, and that's the that's the the way the right feels, and honestly, and the way the right feels about the uh, the shooting that happened in Colorado Springs is that's heinous and evil, and the Democrats turn around and say anybody who still believes in their Second Amendment rights, anybody who thinks it should, they're part of this problem. Meanwhile, our audience of Second Amendment rights supporters are all like, if I were there, I would have risked my life to stop this shooter. I would have been Richard Fierro. I would have risked myself to save the lives of the LGBTQ individuals at this nightclub, but that we're not allowed to actually understand that and come together as a society around that. It has to be you being the right are the bad people, and you're responsible for things that have nothing to do. You're responsible for the guy who says he's Jesus and in a computer simulation attacking somebody in his underwear at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's our fault. The, sto- the stories that disappear are telling. Guy in Waukesha, gets in a car, mows through a crowd of all-white Christmas celebrants, probably based on his background, clearly mentally ill, but it's also quite clear that he also was racist, right? Like, and that story almost completely disappears. I mean, what do we call a person who hates white people, who says they hate white people? I would call them a racist. Yeah, they're racists. (laughs) But isn't it fascinating that a lot of, if you ask, if you ask someone at CNN, what do you call a person who's not white, who says, I hate white people. They'd say, somebody who is dealing with the... Well, they, they might make the argument, you can't be racist against white people because white people have too much control. That's, the, and that, that's minority, what I'm saying. That's the argument. So they, that's, that's what they would argue. They won't and say that, racism. So that, that story vanished. And, and by the way, there are racist white, black, Asian, and Hispanic people. That sentence alone would revolutionize the way we talk about racism. Almost no one on the left would even say it. Let me say it again, because it's clear and it's true, and you all know it. 
There are white, black, Asian, and Hispanic racists. Did, did you see? The, did you see the woman races. who was yelled at by a a an African American woman was the one doing the yelling, and she was yelling at a Asian American woman. This was on video, just went viral this week. That she should. Well, I mean, she was yelling all kinds of. I mean. The worst kinds of racism about the Asian woman's appearance, yeah. about how she should eat her dog with 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 her, you know, I mean, just really gross stuff. Not a national news story it went viral, but not a national news story. Why is that, Clay? Yeah, that's my point. That story. And, and to your point, how about the kid? And I say kid. I think he was like 22 or 23 in Indiana who stopped the mass shooting in the mall by dropping the guy Almost immediately when he came out and started firing in the food court, I believe it was outside Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. And they thought it was from like 30 yards out, which with a pistol was is a damn good shot. It was an incredible, incredible move by him that saved countless lives. Story vanished almost immediately. If they don't fit the prescribed media narrative, uh, then those stories vanish almost instantaneously. We know this because, look, as bad as the mass shooting was in Colorado... Every weekend, there are far more people being shot and killed in cities, and they don't even get a blip of media attention. Again, you made the point. I think it's such a good one. If we eliminated every mass shooting in America, which I wish we could do, I would be ecstatic, and I know everybody out there listening would be ecstatic if that happened as well. 99% of murders would still be occurring in this country. So think about what percentage of media attention for violent crime goes to mass shooting as a percentage of the overall violent crime that they represent relative to the mass the the, the massive amounts of violence that we just accept that occurs yeah. all over this country and nobody even blinks or argues hey let's stop this but there's just also something so disgraceful and underhanded and insidious about the every time there is a a shooting that the Democrat left anti-Second Amendment, you know, uh, authoritarian libs can manufacture into some kind of assault on everybody. On it's it's not it's you agree with us on all the following issues, or you're part of the problem. They do it to immediately defame their political opponents right away. It's not hey, do we all come together here? Do we all understand how horrible this was? Are we standing in solidarity with the victims in Colorado Springs? There, there are fellow human beings, our fellow Americans, our brothers and sisters. Do we get to have that moment as a country? No. It's immediately turned by the left into the right is evil. There would be no guns and no murder if it wasn't for the right. It is your, it is your fault. They do this now all the time. Didn't you tell me? I think yesterday was the one year anniversary of Waukesha. Yep. I didn't see anyone covering the one year anniversary of the Waukesha mass murder by vehicle at a Christmas parade. Yep, you didn't, because again, the narrative's inconvenient. want to tell you as we get ready, one more segment to come, but X-Chair's biggest sell of the year is here, so now you don't have any excuse not to get yourself an X-Chair. With a deal this good, you could get X-Chairs for everyone on your Christmas list. X-Chair, $600 off up to that right now, $600 off, including a free heat and massage unit, but only now through Cyber Monday. So don't miss out on this chance to get the most luxurious, the most comfortable, the most supportive, the most fashionable, the most ergonomic 
amazing office chair. Save up to $600 on your purchase. Your body and back deserve this chair. You're going to find yourself more comfortable, productive, and happier. Buck and I both have this chair. We love it. Incredible deal. Only available now through Cyber Monday. So if you want to save up to 600 bucks on your X chair and receive a free heat and massage unit, go to xchairclay.com right now. That's the letter X, chair, clay.com, xchairclay.com. Go today to save up to $600 on an X chair. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, closing out the Tuesday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. It is only two days until Thanksgiving. Many of you probably going to be hitting the road, hitting the air. Be safe, including our own Buck Sexton, who is traveling to be with his family. Um, uh, and we want to make sure you find us. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. You can listen to us anywhere. Do it today. I, I just I want to start. You know, we're all going to be thankful and seeing family, and it's great in America and celebration and all that. But we got to fight over something. The most overrated Thanksgiving food. I got to pull out right now, Clay. 
And I got to tell you, the American people not taking the bait, because I put rolls in there. No one is saying rolls. People love their rolls. I love rolls. I I think it's maybe the staple. It's just my anti-gluten propaganda. I know, you know, I have celiac disease, so I'm hoping I can convert everybody away from the gluten. People love their rolls. They're not having it. Only 10% say rolls. I got to say, it's really between green bean casserole and candied sweet potato, which are very regionalized, I will say. Green bean casserole, super popular, I think, in uh, in, in your neck of the woods, right? Because in the Northeast, candied sweet potato... Up in New England's a big thing, the sweet potato with the marshmallow, and uh, people in the rest of the country are not having that. And 20% of people saying turkey, but, you know, that's that's not really catching on either. I am super anti-green beans. I don't like, uh, I think the food, what's the food that, now that you're an adult, you just, and don't get told, hey, eat this, it's healthy. I, I genuinely don't like green beans, and I genuinely don't like carrots. I don't have any interest in eating either. Sun-dried tomatoes for me. Ruin. Oh, I like tomatoes. No, I like tomatoes, but sun-dried tomatoes, those sort of chewy little bags of bitterness, they put that in food, and I'm always like, all I can taste is sun-dried tomato. I just, I see it on a menu, and I avoid, I avoid it at all. Costs. I don't have so, a strong, I don't have a strong reaction yeah, to that. It's, it's I, I know, carrots. I also am very much anti um, little tiny chopped onions. You know, like uh, the ones that they'll put on top. Of, and, and I don't like coconut shreds. You know, like cake. I'm always like, the cake would be way better without the coconut. Like, sh- what, what is that called? Like, shredded you know, like coconut. Sh- shredded coconut. There you go. Yeah. I'm very anti shredded coconut. Yeah. So people love their rolls, but green bean casserole and candied sweet potato in a big fight. We've also, by the way, go to clambuck.com. Please become VIP subscribers. Got a bunch of emails in. I wanted to address some of these. First one up, Clay, Penelope. Like you guys and your show, but you diss whales. Now, to be fair, I've been making jokes about whales, not Clay. Whales I haven't said anything is, at all bad about yeah, whales. Not, by is, the way, not the animal, the part of uh, yes. part of Great Britain. W-A-L-E-S, right? Wales yeah. is a beautiful country with a fascinating history. Some of my ancestors worked the coal mines there before emigrating to PA. I'm thankful for the wealth genes of my family. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm not dissing whales or saying... It's not a beautiful place with lovely people. I probably have some Welsh ancestry myself. I'm just my my 23 me is super boring. It's England, Ireland, and that's it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just that you know, is it? I mean, is it like really a country? I mean, it's kind of part of the kind of part of England. I'm just saying, it's kind of like England's little brother that does whatever it's told. I don't know what to tell you. I'm, that's all I'm saying. It can be nice. Wales done. I'm telling you, we probably have a closet huge Clay and Buck fan base in Wales that you have alienated forever. Yep, and they're, they're, I know what word they're calling me right now, and I definitely can't say it on the radio. Is it uh, like, uh, is it like William, the Prince of Wales? Yeah, isn't exactly. that part of his title? But so you're like the you're like the Queen or the King, and then the Prince of the Wales. I, you no one can keep all this stuff. All this I think stuff. that's right. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't even really make any sense. Um, all right, we got another one. Tom, speaking of food, ease up on the celery tuna thing, guys. I discovered it during winters in California. Been stuck on it ever since. This is from Tom. He says, I see how your palate may not have progressed along the way with the rest of us. Tom, we are here to free you from the propaganda of big celery. Nobody wants celery in their tuna salad. I'm telling you, man, it's just, you don't need it. Doesn't make it better. It's like putting walnuts in your brownies. It's crazy. I'll defend big celery. Celery and peanut butter, amazing combo. You ever have celery and peanut butter? Celery and peanut butter? You never even heard of this? No, I just have peanut butter on my carrots. 
Oh, that sounds way worse. I'm Celery kidding, and peanut butter is you said a you good hate combo. Carrots. That does sound kind of weird, actually. But yeah, no, I, I don't. Peanut butter. On th- I'll go blue cheese on my celery. You know, well, that's good too. I mean, what's blue cheese bad on? Blue cheese is like really good on anything. It's hard to go wrong with ranch on basically anything. As you can tell, this is the part of the show where Clay and Buck don't get to eat lunch, so we both get hungry. <laughs> we'll be with you tomorrow. I'll be in New York. Talk to you then. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.